Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, sunshines, and hello, Julie. How are you this morning? I think I might have jumped the gun. Were you not quite situated? Well, I'm not sure what I wanted to do with my spectacles today. (laughs) As long as you don't make a spectacle of yourself. Oh, goodness, I would never do that. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, 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 so. Yes, Tell me about your family. Tell me about the longevity in your family. Longevity. Well, Patsy will be 94 in July, mm-hmm. so that's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she's the longest runner we got going on that side of the family. Mike's family, a lot of longevity as well. Um, I can't remember how old Grandma Irene was when she passed, but she was right up there and doing quite well at that time. Yeah, yeah, and he still has just that baby face and... Um, so I think we're good. You're doing good. <laughs> doing good. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, on Kevin's side, we actually, so the topic, mm-hmm. centenarian. Yes. That's how we, I listened to a YouTube yes. on it. How to say it. How to say it. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm proper. Um, Kevin's grandma, who happened to be called Granny, mm-hmm. um, she, I can't remember if she was 105 or 155, but she was, <laughs> no. she, um, she was well into her hundreds. Really? Before she passed away. Oh my and, goodness. Oh, she was a lively one. She was a spitfire, and I think when she was 70 or something, um, Papa Mike had to call up. She was going to come up to Kalispell and purchase herself a snowmobile. Papa Mike happened to know the people uh, that owned the company she was going to try to get it from, and I think he made a call ahead and said, don't you dare sell her a snowmobile. (laughs) Fairly certain Kevin told me that Granny, when Kevin was early in his teenage years, Granny might have taken him down in a wrestling move and and bested him. She was tough. She was little, but oh, spunky, spry. Oh, my word. Yeah. Cute. And then on my mom's side, um, Grandma Fisher, 92. So that's, and we know from a previous episode that my, my great-grandpa Norm at least made it to 86 because he, he had to tell the doctor about being 86, and that's why he walked with Kane. Um, <laughs> and, and it was a lot more colorful than that. But, yeah, my parents are both, you know, very healthy at this point, and... We've, we've had a good run, I think, 80s probably mm-hmm. for the most part, right. at least. Right. Um, my grandma's sister is 91. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. I so guess I'm, on the women's side of it, we're... I have to tolerate you for a really long time is what you're saying. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be going on for a long time. It's going to be a long ride. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought a verse for us today, Julie. You yeah. brought Proverbs um, chapter 9, verse 11, mm-hmm. and it says, For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. So talk to me about that. Right, and this is why I needed the spectacles. Okay. Yes, because it is a little less of a font. Oh, yes. So um, so 
Wisdom extends one's life, is what it says. So uh, it does say, what does Proverbs 9.11 mean? Um, This is not presented as an absolute promise of safety or health for all people in all times. The context is much the same as a doctor who tells a patient, eat healthy food and you will live longer. Compared to a life lived in sin and ignorance, the person who lives by godly wisdom has better likelihood of experiencing blessings and avoiding negative consequences. Um, life of obedience to God's instruction is a good life. It is marked by peace, joy, significance, and fellowship with the Lord. The person who chooses wisdom sets themselves on a path much more likely to involve both quantity of years and quality of life. So generally speaking, the earlier a person gains wisdom by fearing the Lord, the better and longer his life will be. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. There's no promise. Right. But yet in general, Mm -hmm. For, you know, that's basically why I picked that verse. <laughs> well, good job. You you have not failed me yeah. on your verse picking. Yes. Awesome. Keep it up. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, because we're talking about, um, well, the topic that we're talking about today, I stumbled across this article and it actually happened in January of 2022, but I thought, man, just don't mess with old people yeah, and right? just don't do it. There's so much wisdom. There's so much experience. <laughs> and um, so I, I just have to read the whole thing because I think it's worth reading. <laughs> so it says Seaford grandmother turns the tables on an alleged phone scammer. Okay. Yep. A Seaford woman made national headlines after she lured an alleged phone scammer to his own arrest and got it all on camera. Oh, January 20th started out as a typical day for Jean Ebert, 73 years old. The resident of Waverly Avenue was working on crossword puzzles and texting with her son, Rusty, which she does every day. Just before noon, she received a call on her house phone and heard a man sobbing. At first, she thought it was her son-in-law, Emmanuel, who she said is a big joker. But then he says, Grandma, I need help. I've been in a car accident. Mm. Um, The man on the phone told her that he had been charged with driving under the influence and needed cash for his bail. But both of her grandchildren, who were in elementary and middle school, are too young to drive, so Ebert immediately knew that it was a scam. Um, she also was a retired 911 call dispatcher, and she basically, she had hung up on many scammers in the past, she said. But that day, she decided that she was going to take charge of things, and she said, I started to play along. I told him, oh my God, don't call your mother. She'll be mad. Let me handle this. Um, so basically, this scammer fell for it or thought she was falling for it. Basically (laughs) Uh, the scammer gave him a case number, a Pennsylvania based phone number, and then hung up. She received several more calls. One informing that her, that her grandson was being held in a municipal court in New Jersey. Another in which the caller identified himself as the grandson's attorney, Matt Levine, who uh, required $8,000 in cash for her grandson's bail. Mm. Ebert continued to con the con artist. Can I Venmo it to you? She asked, um, innocently (laughs) confused he told her that that wasn't an option it had to be cash so she told Levine that she had cash on hand and that it was intended for a contractor who was supposed to be bringing new kitchen cabinets none of that was true um the scammer said the bail bondsman would be in touch so all the while Everett was still texting with her son though he thought a little of it from the get-go he said he was becoming increasingly concerned he requested that his two sisters call their mother and check in on her um, out of an abundance of caution, Ebert al- alerted uh, the 7th Precinct at NCPD, and two police officers were dispatched to her house. They arrived shortly after one and filed a report. She got another call from the scammer, turned her phone onto speaker, and let the officers listen. After several additional calls, she was finally asked to put the $8,000 in an envelope. 
hand it to a bail bondsman who would be arriving at her house in roughly 10 minutes. Oh my I looked word. at the cops. The cops looked at me and one of them goes flying out the door to move his patrol car <laughs> to the firehouse. The other officer also moved his vehicle out of sight and then came back inside. In that moment alone, fear washed over her. I was wondering, what if he has a gun? What if police have to shoot him? Um, she said, all this stuff runs through your head and she was worried. Her son also was worried at this point. Um, preoccupied by the situation, his mother wasn't responding with his text text and basically he had access to the ring doorbell camera system at his mother's house so he uh checked it on the corresponding app saw that the police cars and then began to worry more right and then he said i saw this guy walking up to her house i was like no way this is happening um there was a brief moment that he didn't know what was going on the son didn't know what was going on so while the mother was on the phone with uh, one scammer, another man identified to police or identified by police as Joshua Gomez, um, he appeared at the door as the bondsman. So she handed him the manila envelope. It was stuffed with paper towels. And as he turned to leave, he was tackled by the officers who were hiding inside of the house. Mm. And the Rusty, the son, got to see all of that on the ring doorbell <laughs> camera. <laughs> so basically the the 911, the mother who was a 911 dispatcher from 89 to 2012 said that the experience benefited her in her mission. I think it helped me um, as far as being quick. And in that position, you have to know where everyone is in the whole um, precinct. You could never change your tone. You always had to remain calm in chaos. But anyway, basically, this silly gentleman um, has since been charged with third-degree attempted grand larceny, and I just am envisioning this whole thing, and I could see Grandma Fisher doing it. Oh. All right, you little. <laughs> yes, come to my house yeah. for that $8,000. Wow. But what, qu- what quick thinking on her part, mm. and, um, you know, just to take action and take charge and, and do something instead of just reporting it. Because how many times do those calls come in and then mm-hmm. they get reported to the, yeah. you know, to the police station and then, and nothing ever comes of it. But it for that abyss, to come right? through all the way, oh. all the way to the end, oh my I gosh. just think it's great. So hopefully so I, it doesn't sound like there have been any other arrests made in the situation, but maybe at some point there will be, and that would be pretty cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah wow. <laughs> That's awesome story. Yeah. Good. All right, your turn. Okay, so I uh, I have heard this one multiple times, but I just I love it so much. I I just thought uh, once again because of our topic and the people that we're going to be talking about, um, there this is probably a lot of their philosophy in life. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a professor once that stood up before his class with a large empty mayonnaise jar. He filled the jar to the top with large rocks and asked his students if the jar was full. They said yes, it was. And so he added small pebbles that then he shook it and they fit in between. Mm-hmm. So then he said, now is the jar full? And of course they said, yes. Well, then he took sand and then he added until it was full to the top. Then they knew that it was full. And so basically the metaphor of the story is the jar represents your life and the rocks, pebbles, and the sand are the things that fill up your life. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I have heard that before. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's just one of those that you can be careful what that sand is. Yeah, in, that you're putting in your jar. Yeah, cool. Make it make it good stuff. Good that stuff. Fills up your jar. Only good stuff. Only good stuff. Yes, that's all we accept around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're the co- complaints department, and we're closed. Yes. <laughs> all right. So today we're actually going to be talking to you guys about centenarians. Yeah. So that is a person that has lived over a hundred years. And we have actually taken a few care of a few mm-hmm. of those people. Yeah. 
Yep. We've taken uh, care of some who were not 100 when we started taking care of them and were 100. Yes. Or older. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. The amazing stories, what they've seen through that 100 years. Can you imagine? Ugh. I mean, I think about what I've seen in 44 and a half years. <laughs> Can you imagine? Right. So much wisdom and experience. Yeah. We thought we'd start with a, a little bit, um, some statistics really mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. this um, age demographic. And basically, uh, scientists are increasingly finding evidence that genetics or your genes are going to play an important role in pushing that lifespan into the 90s and beyond. Um, so basically, long lifespans are are typically known to run in families. Yeah. Yep. In developed countries, the prevalence of the Sinentrians... <laughs> Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Is about one in (laughs) 6,000. However, there are the super centenarians. Better. Better. (laughs) And those that have reached 110 years or more, and they're much rarer in about one in 7 million. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. There is an old saying that essentially goes something like this. If you live to be 80, it's more than likely that you'll live to be 100. And and there actually is some science to this. Um, some people just don't seem to fall ill the way others do, right. right? And most centenarians are not marred by disease of decades, but rather they seem to ward off afflictions, including dementia, heart disease, hypertension, until close to the end of their lives. Mm. So on average, centenarians can delay disease until the age of 93. And I think about my grandma Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, she has never been a sickly type person, right? right? I mean, she's had some medical events that were more targeted, but nothing, no type of a diagnosis that this is a lifelong mm. uh, death sentence, so to speak. Right, so right. Um, it makes sense to me what this article is saying. Right, right. And going off of that, of your grandma, mm-hmm. uh, the majority of centenarians, centenarians, <laughs> 85% are women. Mm-hmm. And scientists just don't know why women tend to outlive men right. on the average. Right. They do say that um, although more women will live to be past 100, the men who do survive to this older age tend to be fitter and healthier um, than their female counterparts. And it might be because um, women are better able to deal with disease so they can develop an ailment and still survive where men are more susceptible to death from the diseases. And men who live to be an extremely older old age have to be relatively healthy to survive. So, yeah. That makes girl, sense. Girl, girls rule, boys drool. Yes. Is that the old saying from way back when? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And actually, I did see a a thing on TV the other night where there was a, a gentleman that was in that was 100 years old and he was still racing ah, fit as a fiddle yeah he, <laughs> i mean it was a he was racing like jogging running yeah. that kind of a race wow yeah i'm not gonna do that ever in my life oh my word i'll tell you what um in, at my motorcycle race mm-hmm. uh, one of them the international old timers that i host it is that we've got classes for those that are 40 plus mm-hmm. and i have had at one time i had three guys that came mm-hmm. that were in their 80 year old class wow yeah yeah. Use it or lose it. I just looked at my husband and said, don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> he won't listen. <laughs> I was going to say, and he looked right back at you and said, I do what I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind your own beeswax. Tending your own knitting. Those are um, a lot of grandma sayings that we haven't said before. Oh, my word. We just popped them right off. Yeah. Uh, no one region in the world appears to have an abundance mm-hmm. than the others. They don't yeah. know why. So it could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. It could be anywhere in the world. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, there you go. Yeah. 
And the oldest confirmed living person was in France, and uh, she died at the age of 122. Wow. That's a lot of years. That is so many years. I bet there's a tremendous amount of experience and wisdom in those years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Been through a lot. Oh, my goodness. Right. (laughs) So what are the secrets to longevity? What are the tips from centenarians? And this is tips from those that are at 100 years old, and um, they say stay current. Mm-hmm. Uh, one t- key to longevity seems to be keeping up with the times. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? It, it says even though that goes against the stereotype that the elderly are unable or unwilling to learn something new, an increasing number of them are embracing new media and technologies. Wow. Uh, 12% surveyed have an iPod three times the number reported three years ago. Wow. Isn't that something? You know, there's that, and then there are sometimes when people put their foot down because there is no internet at Grandma Fisher's house, and <laughs> nor will there ever be if she has anything to say about it. Right. So oh. she, if she wants to partake in any of those things, she has to go to Grandma Jean's house. Oh, yeah. Which is just down the road, so just down the driveway, so mm-hmm. it works out. But, you know, you got to set your set your rules and live by them, huh? That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um Eat, sleep, and exercise. Mm -hmm. Eating right, sleeping enough, exercising regularly. These are at the top of the to-do list for people who have made it to 100. Three quarters of respondents make it to a point, or make it a point to eat nutritious, balanced meals, get eight hours of sleep every night. Um, Nearly half of them walk or hike once a week for their health benefits, and more than 30% get exercise from activities like gardening. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah. We were just in the Dalles, Oregon, and so much of that town is built kind of into the hill. Mm-hmm. And so where my Aunt Ginny and Uncle Mac live, they're literally just on a hill. Mm-hmm. So their their um, yard and garden is like this. It just goes straight down. But Uncle Mac is a, a gardening ma- maniac, and nobody can understand how he hasn't completely just fallen off <laughs> into the water down below, <laughs> into the Columbia River. But, um, oh. yeah, that gardening stuff is... My mom's going to have to take a break from gardening this year. She has to have a shoulder surgery. Oh, no. But um, those things keep you going. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. This one's awfully cute. Stick to routines. Many of those who live the longest have a fondness for daily and weekly routines. In addition to healthy habits formed by connecting with others and staying fit, nearly 75% make it a point to laugh or giggle every day. Mm -hmm. More than 60% meditate or practice some other spiritual activity to help keep themselves centered. I have to tell a story and I, I'm crossing my fingers that uncle Mac never watches this particular <laughs> podcast. It was the cutest thing. And I'm probably shouldn't be spilling the beans to the world, but that giggling and laughing. Uh-huh. So cute. We were talking uh, with mom and grandma and um, aunt Ginny about hearing aids. And Ginny said, half the time, I just don't even answer him. And she just, <laughs> just so cute and just giggled. And she said, well, I guess if I get hearing aids, I'll have to start answering him. Oh, <laughs> So she's not going to hurry out <laughs> and buy it all. Because right now, you know, he really doesn't know. Did she hear me? Didn't she hear me? <laughs> yeah, laughing, giggle. It was cute to see Grandma and Ginny at the table, just like little schoolgirls, oh. sharing stories and getting caught up. That's and so wonderful. Yeah. I love that. Volunteering. Giving back is another avenue um, to longer-term health and happiness. Close to 90% of centenarians believe that volunteering helps improve emotional health and can make people happier. 17% have volunteered in the past 16, or the past six months. Wow. That's a pretty big, I mean, that that's a lot. That's really. awesome. 
Yeah, we're actually going to have a podcast down the line on seniors helping seniors, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is through volunteerism. Mm-hmm. So that's just cool. Uh, feeling satisfied. I love this so much. It's often said that the secret of happiness is wanting what you have. Mm-hmm. They seem to prove the point with the oldest Americans harboring few regrets and expressing contentment with the lives they have led. In an impressive show of strong adjustment and coping skills, nearly 80% say that there's nothing they would have done less of. Over 60% said that there's nothing they would have done more of Hmm. in their lives. In the end, what more could you want from a a long life than that? Right. So good. Yeah. Really very much. Yeah. Well, it's it's a bit of a shorter episode, um, but I think it's all really good information. Um, You know, we can talk, I think, about the the seven life secrets did we want to go into that one julie yeah it um some of them are of what we've already really quick talked about but when looking at that you know the positive attitude Mm -hmm. so huge faith is a big one faith we didn't talk about faith yep it comes as no surprise to us that almost all centenarians we spoke to said that their faith has sustained them Mm -hmm. most believe they will be there as long as god has a purpose for them Mm -hmm. and perhaps we are here to be an example to others in hard times said roberta mcraney who was 101 Um, her original home was struck by lightning and burned to the ground as did her rebuilt house oh my word keeping that faith she was able to work past all of that Clean living. Yeah. Yeah. Another 101-year-old said, just stay out of trouble. <laughs> That's, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Um, a loving family. Oh. I mean, that's just universally important, oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. And genetics. We talked about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think we nailed all of the big points mm-hmm. is just be content, be healthy, just keep yourself going. Mm-hmm. What did they say? You don't use it, lose it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap up with a grandma saying today. Okay. And Jim said, age does not diminish the extreme disappointment of having the, a scoop of ice cream fall from the cone. Even if you're 101, you're still going to be bummed out. <laughs> I was listening to a Jerry Seinfeld stand up and he was talking about the words great and suck and how they're basically the same word because when you, it, the ice cream cone came into play, when you <laughs> dump your ice cream o- cone over, you either say that sucks or great. Oh, great. <laughs> I've never looked at it like that. That's funny. Isn't it? Yeah, that's I, awesome. You hear that and then you start thinking about it more frequently. Oh. And then Alyssa had one that she submitted. She said she was watching Parks and Rec <laughs> and came across a really good one. Uh, my nanny used to say the best stuff. Never work yourself into a lather. That would definitely on the farm. definitely <laughs> be uh, uh, something that a 100-year-old plus would say. I would think so. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks for talking with us, Julie, and um, I think that's it. So peace out, Girl Scouts. Within a good day. Thank you. The caregiven name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. Epoga is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates. 